How you doing, Jerkoffs? We are back for another week of the Union Jackoff podcast. It is me, Daniel Muggleton. Hello, I hope you're well. Uh, it is the summertime. It's Edinburgh preview season. Anybody who's come to check out any of my previews live around the UK, I really appreciate that. Uh, the last few are happening in the next couple of weeks. One in Brighton this Sunday uh, at 5 p.m. at the Artista Cafe and Gallery. That is the 14th of July. If you're in Brighton, the next one, I have another with former podcast guest Lee Gola on the 22nd in Birmingham. That's right, my Midlands people getting a little shout out there. Now, before I get into this week's guest, I just want to uh, respond to some of the questions from last week's episode. A few people have gotten in touch on Twitter at the Union Jackoff, uh, talking about the canals uh, in the start of last episode. Superfan Dash, the man who's been with us from the very beginning, got involved saying that the canal I was describing is called the Regent's Canal. And I've looked that up and he is absolutely right. Uh, and the Regent's Canal is not actually that long because like I, I do know this about English canals. They were used as like a source of trade before these wannabes these no-hopers trying to live in London, even though they live on a boat, ridiculous, unacceptable. Uh, they were used by merchants back in the day. They're actually useful. Uh, and the Regent's Canal is actually a bit of a short one. Dash said it ended in Stratford, and he was absolutely right. But he doesn't know which way it goes on the other end. But I did a little bit of research for you. And apparently the Regent's Canal, it's only a little fella. It's only 8.6 miles or 13.8 kilometers if you're living in the present time. Uh, so it's not too long, but it links up with the Thames, the mighty Thames, which separates North and South London and has ended uh, many casual relationships, as far as I'm aware, with people unwilling to cross the river. But it also links up with the Grand Union Canal, and this is what I was talking about when I said these things were big. It has 166 locks, which are those things I was describing, which brings the water up and down and kind of dams different sections of the canal. And it stretches 137 miles or 220 kilometers. Again, it's 2019. Let's just work in metric. And it ends in Birmingham. So, theoretically... One of those freaks who probably owns a unicycle on the Regent's Canal could get up to the Grand Union Canal uh, through a series of locks. They could get up there and get in through the Paddington Link and then sail the little boat up to Birmingham where you would hope they would be able to pawn it for some kind of landlocked house, some kind of non-floating living situation. I think that is something these guys should be shooting for. And maybe one day we'll have the travel show we've all been asking for with Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan doing the really, really average trip where they go up the English canal system on a canal boat and probably end up slightly more xenophobic than when they started. Just maybe. Just maybe. I'm not saying people who live on a boat are necessarily xenophobic, but I assume there's some kind of link there which is why they've taken to the water for a quick getaway to Ireland if things get a little bit too spicy. All right, that was my little shout out there. I just want to say thank you to Will Chegwidden. Ridiculous English name there, Real Ch Will Chegwidden. Uh, and Jake for getting in touch as well. Uh, I will talk about that next week because Jake 
told me about the Shrove Tide. Uh, the Shrove Tide, which is actually, let me find this for you before I get into it. It's called the Royal Shrove Tide Football, and it is an insane medieval football game that they play in Shrove Tide in Derbyshire every year. And I got to tell you, I think I've seen Facebook videos about this thing. It is utterly insane. One of the theories is that it was inspired by a execution after which a severed head was tossed into a waiting crowd. There you go. Isn't that lovely? Some uplifting British history for your Friday. All right. Let's get into this week's guest. Um, this week's guest is Joe Jacobs, a comedian slash rapper. Uh, does a bit of both, still does a bit of both. I first heard his name through Sofa Sounds, which are a bunch of gigs I do in people's living rooms. They're very cool, very hip. Nobody who attends those things lives on a boat for sure. Uh, so I heard about him there. He was He's the king of those, the only comedian they've ever heard of because he does the rapping as well as the comedy. And then I met him doing the comedy store. We bonded. And we talked a little bit about anti-Semitism in the UK. And since then, he's written a great article for industry website Chortle uh, called Hashtag Me Jew. And basically, just talks about the rise of anti-Semitism in the UK, like kind of how it's at a bit of a boiling point at the moment. And uh, I was excited to get him on to talk about rap because I love rap and I'm not nearly cool enough to know anything about it. And uh, to talk about that, the anti-Semitism that seems to have stemmed from the Labour Party. I don't know. It was definitely... When I got here, it was kind of said to me because like, I've kind of got like this. I I wouldn't say it's unusual, but I I would not see the the Jewish people uh, in, in a negative light, and definitely not in politics in Australia. Like I don't think they're really discussed at all. Everyone just kind of goes about their business. Uh, but over here, it seems to be a bit of a bit of an issue, and it's yet to be resolved. I've been here eighteen months now, as you guys know, and uh, yeah, has has not been resolved at all. It's just kind of left to fester there. And it's a bit awkward because it's affecting the Labour Party's popularity. So, I want to chat to him about that. I want to chat to him about rap. I want you guys to please find us on iTunes and give us a nice little review. Five stars. Where every everyone who's reviewed us has given us five stars. We've only got nine reviews. Guys, come on. You can do better than that. I believe in you. So, let's get into it. Jerk-offs meet the very funny, very rhymy Joe Jacobs. Are we live? Is it starting? This is it, yeah. I don't... I I feel bad, like... I try to be 100% set up as soon as people walk in the door. Well, this was a fucking amateur operation. It is. But that's its charm, I think. No, I agree. Because yeah. it sounds perfect. That's the thing. I've, I've been told by people, it's like, man, do you have like a studio or something? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shoe boxes. Shoe boxes. We got art. We got flowers. Yeah, I know. It's lovely. I like... I, like I, don't, I didn't mean to shit on the whole podcast 10 seconds into it. I mean, it wasn't That's even 10 cruel. seconds in. It was yeah. about six and you just went for it. Oh, stop. Now you get to watch a man crack a beer on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. That's nice. I would love a beer. I'm driving. You're driving? Can you have C- none? Can I have a beer and a cup of tea and a fucking jar of water? Yeah, at you can, time? dude. It's your podcast. Thanks. It's your, it's your living. Oh, God. This beer is so cold. Oh man! Is that how you got a jumper on though? What are you complaining about the heat? And I'm like, today is like the not hot one. Listen, the, listen. I like to be prepared for the weather. I'm British. I okay. wear coats. I had a coat in the car. Okay, like a full coat. Yeah, like I got winter. a coat. Because I don't trust the weather here. 
You, and you should. I got burnt yesterday. I, I had just a t-shirt and then I got home at like two from a gig and it was just raining and cold. There you go. And it was like, well, you lied to me. That's the risk you take because you can enjoy the hot weather, sure. It's going to get nippy. It's going to get nippy at it's any time. nippy. It'll sneak up on you. Oh, it's going to be nippy. Well, that's the thing. I got to say, Australian weather is it's, it's very not sneaky. Yeah, it's you know you know like you know like how there's like sexual predators and some of them are like young people who are quite sneaky. Sorry, what they went utilize, from weather to yeah they utilize the internet and they're sneaky. Whereas like Australian weather is like your your like old man sexual predator who's just like I'd marry you tomorrow and the girl's like no and then just kind of walks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just entirely unsubtle. I don't know how you got from weather to. Sexual. I was talking about sneakiness sneakiness of the and sexual I, predator I consider a sexual predator one of the sneakiest forms of person yeah they are sneaky well you get the prolific proud sexual predator like Jimmy Savills he was in plain sight well, this, so this, what kind of weather would he be uh, rainbow a uh, <laughs> rainbow just a rainbow that was really sad like a rainbow over a battlefield, like that kind of thing. Okay, nice. Well, I mean, I Jimmy Savile is something that English people talk about all the time, but I, I hate to break it to you, outside of this country, he's, he's nothing. He's not, he's, he's not famous he's, as a predator nor he's a infamous entertainer. He's nothing. He, he's got no... I got, I got no image in my head to this day, and I've been here a year and a half, and I still... I've heard it. I know that he was like the biggest monster ever... But, well, I mean, you Australians gave us one of our most celebrated nonces in Rolf Harris. He's he's yes. he's my favourite celebrity pedophile. <laughs> Forget Jimmy Savile. I am my favourite celebrity pedophile is Rolf Harris. I followed the case every yeah. day. I liked when I was actually following some of the articles when he was in prison. I don't know if you know this. He got in trouble for fashioning a didgeridoo out of toilet roll, and he was bothering some of his cellmates with that. That's a fact. Fuck. Off. That's true. That is. Google it. He made a didgeridoo out of the toilet roll. No, no, I don't. Look, I just. I need you. Check. I need you to do the eye contact and be like, that actually happened. This fucking beer. Yeah, this beer. Bit of a bit of a punk IDA. And drive. Punk IPA from the Brewdog. Can I have one of these and drive? Yeah. Five point six. Is that fine? I'll have half of it. Is it small? Like, what? What is the drink driving thing in the UK? In Australia, you can have like two. Two of those in like two hours and you'd be sweet. Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm a I'm a frail man. I can't take much booze. Oh, you're a small you're a small, small man, skinny. Right. Man. I haven't eaten much today either, so this will. So this is gonna go straight to your head. Ah, I'm gonna be fucked. But we're gonna get the real truth. Anyway, back to Rolf. Sure. So Rolf Harris, he fashioned didgeridoos in his cell. That was one that was funny. He had he was taken into the hospital wing for an addiction to chocolate. That was another one. Fuck. Come on. I'm serious. And he also got, there was some sort of altercation in one of the chapels in the prison because someone came in and spat on him and then he apparently hid between the pews and was moved. He hid after the spit. He, he was like, hiding um, from the attack. Right. I mean, I guess. And he had an art, he was doing an art class in, in the prison. Of course he was doing a fucking art class. You can't stop Rolf Harris creating. It was a very disturbing court case. I remember when he was being sentenced, he went on a riverboat across the Thames. What? And there was a picture of it on the front of the metro. But what, why did he go on the riverboat? Because he probably knew he was going down. Oh, it's like he was trying to run. No, he wasn't trying to run. He was 
probably enjoying a last taste of freedom before sentencing along the river. That's so weird. It is weird. And the media was just covering that. Yeah. I mean, you guys love it like tabloid, you know? But I mean, Rolf Harris was, he was very famous. Was he? Yeah, he was famous. And he was always creepy. I never trusted him. You never trust. He seemed unpleasant. He seemed like an arsehole. Because I mean, he, he did the uh, wobble, wobble board? Yeah. Fucking idiot. The wobble board. He did the wobble board. He did Animal Hospital. What's, that? What's Animal Hospital? Animal Hospital. It's the clues in the title. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, Been a real <laughs> villain on this podcast so far, <laughs> Joe Jacobs. All right. Animal Hospital was like a tea time show about... He'd be in a vet's office showing animals getting operations and stuff. But it was he, really boring, but it had a really good theme tune. But he's not qualified in any way as a vet or anything, is he? No, no. He's, just, he's, he's a painter and musician. That was his thing, right? Yeah, he, yeah. He didn't have anything else. No. But he was kind of like... Got him far enough. Yeah, but he's done very well with what he had. He's like the fucking MacGyver of talent. He's done well. Yeah. <laughs> Painted the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like the kind of first wave of like Australian celebrities over here, right? It was like him and like yeah. Jermaine Greer and shit. Yeah, and he made quite an impact, Rolf. Yeah. Especially in his later years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. It's, it's funny that like I think... Wait, is he in prison in Australia? No, he was in prison in England and now he's out. He's back on the streets. Is he? Uh-huh. No way. Yeah, he's back. He served like... I think he got seven years and he served maybe four. So he's just around now. He's about, yeah, yeah. He's about. There's been pictures of him, because I still search every now and again and see what he's up to. Oh, yeah, that's another thing he did. He wrote, he was writing songs from prison, and he sent them to someone. And he was actually under the impression that the public would be interested in hearing his musical output post-release, which you've got to admire the ego of the man. And the songs were pretty <laughs> offensive to the, to the uh, victims. This is like about... He did like the Christmas album, but about pedophilia, essentially. Like he wasn't themed. He wasn't songs about pedophilia, but he was kind of trying to say that the victims were wrong. And he's right. He's Rolf. Oh. It's a good start to this podcast. It was really... I mean, it's on theme. Like, we're talking about an Australian person in the UK. Yeah. This could not right, be right, 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 yeah. bang down the middle. But, I mean, it's sad, but... He, yeah... I, was, I think the, the Rolf Harris fall from grace got to be the most spectacular one I can remember. Whatever? I think it was pretty, it was pretty out there. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we had... He I was mean, very... In the 90s, he was pretty famous. Yeah. yeah. Was pretty, I mean, we, we had a priest in Australia just went down like a cardinal. Pal. Like, yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah I know like about of, all the nonces worldwide. I keep up to date. I watch pedo sting videos on YouTube. <laughs> like to catch a predator but like the amateur yeah, yeah, version yeah, yeah no, there, there, uh, there are loads of them I've just found the Scottish division <laughs> fucking amazing why, why do you spend your time doing this I just have them on in the background when I'm at work what, what do you what workplace is fine with that oh that's I Joey don't watches the pedophile they're not fine videos. with it they just keep it on in the background have a listen I mean it's very repetitive it's just people saying I don't do nothing I'm not a pedo that's it for right. 40 minutes but it's quite I like that the accents really vary. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I'm not a pedo. <laughs> a pedo. Yeah. Uh, okay. So wait, wait, not, you... Let's not talk about pedophiles anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm fine to leave. But, but yeah, you, no, I watched the Pell. Bring it up. I watched the Pell thing. I saw him talking about that. I couldn't quite 
I was going to read a book about all that stuff. I can't figure out. Some people think he didn't do anything. Mm. I didn't follow all the evidence. Was he caught out and very guilty or what? Yeah, I mean, basically, it seemed like it was older stuff. Like, you know, it wasn't like particularly recent. But like, he was explicitly involved himself. And then there was kind of character stuff about how he'd clearly covered it up since then for other people. Like, he had like okay. a very direct hand in direct allowing hand. pedophile priests to continue. And yeah, so therefore he was responsible like with knowledge so he was responsible for what happened to the people. what did he get nine years or something yeah like not not like super long sentences but pe- what are people expecting like life like it just it doesn't work like that you know like it does in america you get heavy pedo sentences huh? in like, england you get fucking nothing but like you know you got to go the stuff he did versus his role in the community like his age like all that shit like, right, they, right right you know all these things are factored in I went. I went to law school, mate. I can. I can speak very confidently from a place of ignorance okay, when good. the law is involved. I'm like, yeah, of course it's that, and just be lying. Yeah. Thing with Rolf, though. Back to Rolf. Back to Rolf. He didn't admit guilt at so any he, stage. Yeah, no, no. He. That's why it went all out, and he played down everything in his involvement and everything. He said he was innocent, so they just threw the book at him. If he did put his hands up at the nonsense. He might have got a lenient sentence, but it wouldn't have changed the damage to his uh, public image, which it, he may not come back from this. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not doing Animal Hospital No, next year. Queen's but, probably not returning the old calls for the portrait. No, a lot of places have uh, removed their Rolf Harris imagery. Like was there the, a lot of Rolf Harris imagery going around? It would have been a bit. He was an Just artist. Up in, up in living rooms, like, you know. Right. But like, I think like uh, hotels and places like that. Hotel, right. Sorry, hospitals and stuff like that. They would have had a few pictures from Rolf. Probably would have opened up a few things over the years. Really? I yeah. guess so. Hey, if you're like that kind of that kind of celeb, you know, there's a few things you need to take down. I had, I had a friend who, uh, I still have a friend. His dad uh, <laughs> ran, ran a charity <laughs> and they worked with Rolf Harris on something and... He told me Rolf Harris was a dick. So my thoughts were confirmed. Ainsley Harriet, lovely man. That was the verdict. Okay. <laughs> and Ainsley Harriet went on to be a very like, popular meme. Good. You know Ainsley Harriet? I did not know Ainsley oh, Harriet. Oh, man, you're missing out. Dude, you were, you were giving me some like heavy British off the bat here. Yeah, okay. I'm like, I feel under-researched despite living it. Okay, well, yeah, I gave you some good... Uh, Rolf info. I enjoy that, but who is Ainsley Harris? He's a celebrity chef that is a popular meme. He's got, he's very famous now. He's kind okay. of, he's just very memey man. Okay, and why? Why is what's he meme for? Like not, I hope Rolf Harris related. No, 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 no. He as at the time of recording, he is innocent of any crime. But he, <laughs> he was a really good chef, and he was just a popular TV personality. But the internet has latched onto some of his old clips and kind of giving them new life and he's in a lot of memes. That That's a very funny thing about the internet, hey, how it's like something that was never that popular. The internet will find for like a comical purpose and then make it more popular than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, usually without the person's permission. Like the exhibit meme. Did you remember that? Yeah, yeah. He the, hated that shit. Did he hate it? Yeah, he hated it. I thought he would have loved it. No, he, hated, he didn't understand it and that just made it better. <laughs> Yeah, because I I've loved Exhibit from way back. I'm a, I'm a big Exhibit fan. 
and, and his. I was just like the name exhibit? of the rapper. X of the Z exhibit. X exhibit. One of the worst rap names, probably going. Yeah, that's a bad rap name. Terrible. What about like what exhibit? About en- what about English rap names? English rap names are very like. Yeah, but we're newer. Hip hop is newer here. But you guys like who's got a bad English rap name? Like Stormzy, yeah. that's a bad name. Like nah, I, I like, like Stormzy. I like but, that name. But hey, what's your rap name, dude? Stormzy. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> like, well, what about Exhibit? Exhibit? What's your rap name? Exhibit, like an exhibit, but with an X. But, that's no, but fucking he, he, shit. But he spells it very differently. X to the Z, Exhibit. So it's like X Z I B I T. I know how it's spelled. It's fucking dumb. There's no H in there. If there was an H in there, that would be dumb. I think I exhibit think. spelt probably would be a better name. I mean, in fairness... Like a museum exhibit. I'm now going through rap names in my head. A museum exhibit. That's kind of interesting as a, as a rap name because you think, okay, like an exhibit. What, like, like, like art. That's what, what I'm doing is art. It's an exhibit. That's what he's done. He's just put his personal touch on it. Like, he's just, he's just yeah. changed the language. A bit of slang. Like Quentin Tarantino and Glorious Bastards. Like... He yeah, saw right, bastards right. incorrectly. I think a good rap name. I think a lot of comedians have good rap names. Like their own name is a good rap name. Who's got a good rap name? Is a comedian Michael McIntyre. <laughs> That's would be a good, a good rap, rap name. name. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Mike <laughs> McIntyre. That's but, quite a cool. Wasn't there already a rapper whose name was Oh Mac Miller? I'm thinking right, which is close yeah. to Michael. I think Mac Miller's like the rap version of Michael McIntyre. Yeah, maybe like, no he's not what are you saying no but just like that's like that yeah. version rapified if that's like yeah. a, you know a lot mean? of rappers use their own names now instead of rap names like Dave the rapper Dave yeah I've, I don't know who that is I didn't know who that is until the Alex from Glasgow thing went wild yeah. I don't know who Dave was I thought he was a channel I didn't realise he he's was also a channel a rapper. and a rapper I think that's like a very in England, a lot of things are called Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're fine with it. My dad's called Dave. There's no consistency in it. Yeah. Your dad is neither a rapper nor a TV channel. No. Yet he's still a Dave. Yeah, there's a lot of Daves about. <laughs> it's a good... Dave's a good name. You don't get ba- babies called Dave anymore. Your baby's called Dave. David. Yeah. I've never seen a baby called Dave. I mean, everyone's trying too hard on their baby names. They're trying to come up with like... Rap names for like their babies, like they're going, they're going in deep. Really? Like I, I, I kid in London, I heard rhubarb. And Fuck the parents off. Are yeah, swear to God, and they were shortening it to Ru. I live in Shoreditch, dude. I hear there's every kid, hipster name. There's a kid called rhubarb. Yeah, running That's... around, his parents are like Ru, Ru, and then like they got serious, like rhubarb, and it's like get the fuck out of here. Did you hear that? Yeah, in the street. That was a genuine thing. Fuck. Over that... a year ago, still remember, clear as day. That's fucking bad. It's not great. Rhubarb. It's not good. Is it a boy or a girl? Boy. I don't know. It's kind of unisex, I guess. Rhubarb. That's like, I think, a funny... With like the hipster names where they kind of name them after like stuff. Most of them are genderless, which is actually very progressive. Like yeah. they're, not, they're not doing it for that reason. But I think if you're growing up and you're like, my name is Rhubarb. And they're like, Rhubarb, you're a man. You've got to be a man. Rhubarb be like, Why? Like yeah. there's no there's no men in the past called rhubarb. I'm like copying. That's lucky for rhubarb, we are going into a more progressive society because a name like rhubarb when I was growing would have been battered. Absolutely. I mean, I hope they, I hope it still is. No, like, no. I don't want that kid to have an easy time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the parents to feel okay with their decision. Man, rhubarb. That's that's crazy. 
Wait, you were, you were talking about rap names. You you do you do rap stuff. I know yeah. this because we do these sofa sounds gigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did oh, you man. sofa sounds? Do you like the sofa sounds? Well, it's not good for my credibility, but then uh, my credibility left a long time ago in the rap world. I just do whatever. All right, so sofa sounds, no cred. Actually, maybe it, maybe it. I don't even I don't even know. Although, actually, no, they're pretty. They're, I'm shitting on sofa sounds. Please keep booking me for them. I realize. Well, to, to explain to people who don't know what Sober Sounds is, what, what is it? Give them, give them the breakdown. Well, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's gigs, usually without a PA system in a house or in a, like a office or somewhere like that. Where else have they been? In a fire station and I've shit. been in a brewery? Brewery, I did that I've done the fire station, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire station, like uh, ag- agencies and shit. Yeah, and they're kind of like, they're kind of like underground. They're like unlisted. You get the location yeah, yeah, yeah. last they, minute. And they always sell out. And, the, yeah. and they've started putting on comedians and um, I've tried to tell them that's a bad idea because comedians, they don't have much respect for events. <laughs> you know, not, they're not like musicians. Comedians will ruin things just by the nature of what we do. Like, you think so? Yeah, I think so. Do you think it's a bad move? Because I've really enjoyed doing them as a comedian. It's made me be like, I should open for a band. That would be cool. Maybe that I'm just, nice. maybe I just don't want any comedians taking my gigs with them. Yeah, you're like worried about your your little racket because yeah, I come yeah. in and everyone's like, "Wait, you're a comedian like Joe Jacobs?" Really? Yeah, like like. Well, what like, I like it, I like I like selling uh, my records afterwards because I do music with stand up, and uh-huh. then afterwards I sell my records and I make money. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean, it's like what I've noticed is because the because the because uh, I'm kind of older than the crowd there, uh-huh. and the bands are usually kind of kids basically a lot of the time or youngsters. Mm. when they sell their merchandise after the show they're very much very proud they don't want to really put themselves out they'll hang at the back and wait for someone to come down but me i'm a comedian so i'm desperate sure i'll fucking go through every person in there and ask them if they want some content and i have a, a card machine you know a card machine. Yeah. Oh, so you just have it with you, and you, they just tap. And yeah. You give yeah. them like a so USB. They, say, they say, "Oh, I don't have any money," and I say, "Yeah, I got a card machine. Pay up, fuckers." <laughs> you know? So what? Do you have a USB? Do you have a CD? What I got a it? USB. I don't have any CDs at the moment. I got a record, and I'm for the fringe. I'm working on a tape, a cassette tape, fifty, for the fringe only. Like a tape. A cassette tape. Yeah, for, Who, with my new EP. But who's gonna? Who's going to be able to play it? Who's got a tape deck? That's, the, that's their problem. You, you are, you are, right, you have are a, baiting hipsters like me with a fucking tape. They'll have a digital download code. Uh, but it'll look good because the, the tape has got good artwork yeah. and it's called State of the Art and it's a tape. So it's a nice thing to own. Okay, right. If you want to support what I do, you can buy it. So there's it. like a digital thing so they can actually listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tape to be like, this is cool. Yeah. Let's take that with me. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, So I've got smart. records tapes usb but the usb has an old show on it but i think as a piece of merchandise a usb card is kind of shit it's already out of date you know yeah they're not cool no i mean i like those um a cassette tape is cool a cassette tape is cool and usb i don't think can ever be cool no even if it's like 50 years in the future we're still like that's still lame it's like a mini disc has never come back yeah mini discs are cool but they yeah they're, that's just an obsolete piece of technology it always will yeah. be it never should have happened. I had a mini disc player. I bought mini, mini disc albums. I loved my mini disc player, but it was definitely a piece of shit. <laughs> definitely. 
They were fucking stupid mini displays. I was the dumb guy who like, you know, when like Apple was like kind of coming up when Apple was like the kind of new thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is this cool, innovative thing. Whereas like now it's like, it's, you know, it's the, it's the king. It's like the McDonald's. But like back in the day, it was like, oh, this is fun. And I was like, I'm not going to go with Apple. I'm going to research my own MP3 player. Did you get a Zune? I got a Zen Micro. Zen. Is that the same thing as a Zune? I don't know. Creative Zen Micro? That's what oh, I right. got. Right. It was such a piece of shit. It broke within like a week and a half. And then because there was some random ass company, you just couldn't get it repaired. Of course. So it was just like, I'm an idiot. Then I just had to wait like a few more birthdays till I got an iPod. Man. <laughs> Went back to the Discman. I had a Discman when I was like 17. Loved the Discman. I mean, I was listening to CDs for a while because I used to drive around and put the CDs in the whip. CDs in the whip. Is that because you're, cause you're yeah. in rap? You got to say it's a whip. That's important. Yeah, man. It's important that you pick me up on my slang as I use it, just to make it have full effect. Yeah, I mean, well, you gave it emphasis. Don't don't <laughs> say you just like said it like it was casual. Hey, you were like, yeah, when I ride around in the whip in my whip. Yeah, whipping, scurring. Why is it called a whip? That's something I've never been able to figure out. Maybe it's to do with horses when they whip a horse and then it goes faster. Uh, I mean, I'm just speculating. I don't know if that is the reason. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like official rap etymology out there. There's lots of new slang coming all the time. I mean, I know there's that, but that's like a classic whip. That's yeah, been that's never that's never gone out. Whip. It's never gone out. Never gone out. I got a, I got a theory. They just come up with the slang because they can't rhyme something. So they just come up with the slang and then they all agree. Like, yeah, look, then we get another word that rhymes with that that we can use for car like, i mean that's like i think that's jay-z's greatest thing he's just come up with so many fucking names for himself mm-hmm. that he can rhyme his name with pretty much anything at this point yeah jay-z that's a shit rap name As i when you said bad rap names i genuinely went through it i'm like i can't think of a good one yeah no like not, nothing's kind of like oh what a great rap name rob banks that's a good rap name rob banks yeah that's a real rap name is that a british american really who else has got a good rap name? I mean, I was like, I mean, that's Jussalah. That's a good rap name. Jussalah. J U S A L A. Ah. Jussalah. That's good. Okay. These what are, else? These are the these MC are... Paul Barman. That's a good rap name. Paul Barman. That's his real name, though. <laughs> MC Paul Barman. Who else? Just uh, strong. Doom. Just Doom. Yeah, you know Doom. Not right? MC Doom or just Doom. MF Doom. Doom. MF Doom. Yeah. You know Doom, right? Maybe. Don't think so. He's good. Come to mind. Action Bronson's good name. Action Bronson <laughs> is a good rap name. And I like Action Bronson a lot. Bronsolino. I'm into that. I mean, Eminem, pretty bad rap name. Awful. Slim Shady, awful. Yeah. Terrible. D12, awful. Yeah, like Dr. Dre, Dr. also no, bad. Dr. Dre's good. You think Dr. Dre's good? Yeah. Okay. Of course it's good. D-R- what D-R-E. Like, what about like RZA and Jizza? Amazing rap names. The whole Wu-Tang Clan rap names are incredible. That was, that was their selling point. We got the best rap names in the business. And they and did. Like 30 of us. Fucking so. amazing. Master Killer, Jizza, RZA, Raekwon, Ghostface Killer. Yeah. I mean, Old Dirty Bastard is like... Old Dirty Bastard, classic. Oh, that's probably, for me, that's probably the best rap name. It's pretty good. Good album is first album too. All right. So wait, how'd you how'd you get did you did you rap first or comedy first? I was rapping first from like fifteen, being a garage rapper. You know what garage is? Gar- like garage music? Yeah. Garage scene? Yeah. Because UK rap music is in a good place now and everyone takes it seriously, but when garage was around it was a fucking joke. So is that the start? Garage was like the start of UK rap? 
I wouldn't say it's the start of UK rap. There were lots of rappers rapping, doing hip hop around then and before, but UK Garage kind of was the point when British music was beginning to form its own identity that was distinctive, I'd say. I mean, you, like, I think if you look at music in general, the UK is like the world leader in terms of musical content, I think. I think you produce the best bands and the most of them. Yeah, they, they do good. They yeah, do good. so like rap, I mean, it, I think it makes sense in my head that you guys eventually came for rap as well and have yeah. done quite well with it. But rap, it was. It took a long time because rap is a very American thing. Yeah, and it's hard to. It was hard to be taken seriously as a rapper in England because rap is so American. Just because it's all about too much, yeah. <laughs> this emphasis on excess. Whereas in England, like to to be proud about stuff like that is very much frowned upon. Yes, yeah, very that, negative. Yeah, when that, people talk about how good they're doing, it's not British. No. Now it is in rap. You can talk about everything and everyone accepts it. But as, long as, you, as long as you're rhyming, it's allowed. I mean, Australia, yeah. Australia is like the same. Where Australia has a funny uh, rap world. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of it. But like, I think we, we, can't, we can brag even less than you. Yeah. So like, we just talk about weird shit. Right. Like we talk right. about like drinking beers on the beach. Sounds good. And like going to concerts is like in rap and you're like, what? Well, that's what they what? talk about. Yeah, just like... There's... Did they ever rap about the big insects that they have over there? I've, I've never heard a rap song about the big insects. That would be cool. I'd love to hear that. Like... Like uh... a, the spiders. I found a spider in my room, mate. Oh, man, that's a very strong accent. Very good job. Thanks. But yeah, I don't, I don't think... Of, I can't think of it. Oh, there's a Pendulum song, which is called Tarantula. Yeah, I know that. Pendulum's Australian, aren't they? Really? Are they not? I get this wrong a lot. I think I claim a lot of things are Australian and I'm completely wrong. I find it weird like they're not like you guys have decided on like nonce here as like a slang for a pedo. Yeah. Like that's just this country. And if you you could change an N to a P and it's ponce, which is someone who's stingy. Did you know that? Is ponce stingy? You ponce. Like if you was... if you ponce a fag off someone, ah, I right? still find it weird that you guys still say so fag. Nonce like, and ponce. Yeah, so you, you would say, can can you ponce me a fag? Can I ponce a fag? Can I ponce a fag? That sounds like so close to violence. <laughs> like it was pride yesterday. <laughs> I don't like saying this shit. Yeah, don't and say that. Did you ponce pride. a fag last night? Like, whoa, <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounds yeah not nice. It sounds like a lot. I don't know. Did you go to Pride? I did not go to Pride. I had to, I had to go to a gig. So I just... My girlfriend went to Pride. Drank a couple of cocktails. Mm. Saw some glitter. You know. I they don't the, call it Gay Pride anymore. It's Pride. Isn't, I think cause isn't that like, interesting? It's good. I think, I think it's because, like, you know, like Gay Pride, they're kind of like, hey, it's just for gay people. Mm. And I guess that includes lesbians and bi. Right, but right, But it's right. a bigger acronym now, you know? It's like, it's like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy isn't called that anymore. It's just called Queer Eye. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend's really into that show. I hear it's very good. Mate, her and my housemate fucking love it. They're going to see Jonathan Van Ness live. I don't know who that is. He's one of the guys from Queer Eyes. He's got the longer hair. Okay, I still, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. Is he one of the the best of the queer guys? He seems to be the one with like the most kind of solo shit going on. He's like the Justin Timberlake of Queer Eye. How do they they break out from Queer Eye? I don't know, but he's doing comedy. Really? Like, he's doing stand-up shows at the Apollo. That makes me sick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and like, dude, he's doing like three in a night. Because he's sold them all out. 
This fucking guy. What is he talking about? I don't know. I bet it's good. You bet it's good? Yeah. They're going to just be like, oh, he's probably excellent. He's probably got natural charisma. Sounds like it. That I could only wish to have. If he was on that show, he must be talented. It'd be, it'd be funny, it'd be quick, but like, surely you can't, you can't just limp into stand-up. Well, apparently like, you can. But like, you, but like, you can't be good at it. Like, you can't just jump in and be like, oh yeah, I'm pretty funny, just nail it. I think some people can. Come on, name one person who just started stand-up randomly and now they're sick at it. Robin Williams, he's dead. Yeah, but he's he like, good. did stand-up the whole time. He was like a street performer, he did all that shit. Yeah, he was probably good when he he's started. Like proper pedigree. Thought you were about to say something else. Oh, no. No. No, I'm using, I'm using non-snap. In Australia, we call them rock spiders. Is that a thing here? Are you talking about insects again? No, no, no uh, pedophiles. <laughs> rock spider. Yeah. Is that based on an insect? No, I don't think so. Why a rock spider? I actually don't know. Because they dwell by the rocks. I don't, have a, I don't have an explanation for it. But yeah, rock spider. Is a pedophile. That makes it sound exciting. A rock spider? I'd want to be a rock spider. Sounds cool. That's my, my I wouldn't want to be a nonce. I'd be a rock spider. <laughs> My mate, my mate Kenny DeForest is American dude. He has this great joke where he's like... You, did you make think, that up? No, no, no. Rock um, spider. No, it's a real thing. That is an absolute real thing. I didn't drink this tea. It's you gone That's cold. okay. I'm having a beer. You enjoy the beer. Um, yeah, no, a Kenny, lot of fluids. Kenny's got this joke where it's just like sexual predator is too cool a term for that word. Like if I didn't know what it means, I'd be like sexual predator. Yeah, that's me. Like it oh, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I had a joke that I don't know if... I can't get it to work about how... Social media has introduced all these kind of really horrible phrases for trauma. So you've got ghosting, haunting, breadcrumbing, all these nasty things we do. Is, what the, is that gaslighting as well? Gaslighting is kind of, that's not really internet based, but yeah. But sure. isn't it kind of damning that the friendliest one is, sounds like online grooming? That sounds all right. Online grooming? Yeah. Like the friendliest one? Well, compared to the I, others. I guess so. Out of those ones, that was definitely the one that I'd be like, oh, that sounds all right. Yeah. Maybe Wash my a, hair for me. Maybe getting a skincare regime. Exactly. I would love it. Do you have a skincare regime? Do you take care of yourself? Mm, I wash my face. With, with what? What do you got? Soap. Soap? Just straight up <laughs> a soap? face soap. Like imperial leather? Like, no, no, no. I tell you what, I had, uh, I don't have a face regime, but I, have a, I use a face wash. A face wash. Yeah. That's good. Not enough, right? Yeah, but you got... You, I, was I don't moisturize. I'm looking at you. You got a very good beard. Your beard's in like proper immaculate condition. It fucking isn't. Dude, it's like it's all no. cut in the right way. No, like, it is not. It's, it's not. Like trailing off. I can't, I can't look after the beard properly because I used to get shouted at when I shaved because it would leave little hairs everywhere. So Who did you get shouted at by? My girlfriend. Right. She didn't, she, you didn't clean up. You didn't do the clean up. Well, she used to, I used to bother her because it would. Let's not talk about beards. <laughs> <laughs> but can we just go back to nonces? I mean, it, more seem, it seems to be where you are comfortable. No, uh, look, the thing with beards is I don't have the patience for uh, looking after the beard. That's why I have it. Right. Because you don't have to do anything. And then the I don't like will... shaving. I, I want to go to more Turkish barbers. You ever been there when they? Put a towel around your head and shit. No, I never, never gone to. That's a skincare regime. They put a hot towel around your face. It's mm -hmm. like being born, you know, when they take it off. It's like being born. Yeah. You feel renewed. Ah, oh, I feel rejuvenated. You can start again, start a new life, pick yeah, a religion, man. do whatever you want. They massage your uh, head. Yeah, the head massage. Some of them. Okay. A bit weird. <laughs> Don't know why they do that. 
You don't ask them to. No, they just do it. So they're doing some offline grooming. I went to a Turkish bath house with my dad once. Okay. Uh, on a holiday. I haven't told this story before. So told Dave, it on stage. It didn't work. Uh, it was like... Um, so Dave, this is you and Dave? Me and Dave, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wanted to... He goes, we're going to get a massage. Go to a Turkish bath house. I don't know where the fuck we were. We were in, we were in Turkey. That's why. <laughs> I just remembered, yeah. It was in Turkey. Turkish I, bath I house. Assumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's why no. I was popping up in Dalston. I forgot, right. So yeah, we were in Turkey and he took me to the, to the Turkish bath house. Uh, and I thought it was going to be kind of like a relaxing massage mm. by a, a, a nice woman or something, you know. Mm. Like funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then he took me into this. It was like a dilapidated hotel basement. Good. And it was just these three huge semi-naked men. Like with loincloths, everyone. Would, oh man! And then they took us to this room, and it was like a slab of concrete, right? Yeah. And uh, they just said, "All right, get get undressed." I was like, "Oh god!" My dad, being my dad, he didn't care. Dave just, <laughs> Dave just flopped it all out. He's, you know, I've seen him naked for years, but I was not comfortable being naked in front of my dad. So I said, sure. right, "Can I have one of your loincloths?" So they gave me like a little bit of fabric and everything, and. uh I was just lying down and this fucking guy got on top of me. He's just hitting me with his shit and pouring cold water, hot water on me. Then uh, the loincloth washed away. <laughs> and I'm looking over at my dad and he's naked and this guy's just fucking battering him with like cloth. It was just fucking horrible. I don't know how we got on the subject. But like, was it, <laughs> was it relaxing? No, it was horrible. But what, what is the point to relax? It's supposed to be like, yeah, but I was highly tense. And this sure. guy above me is going, relax, my friend, relax. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to escape, you know, trying to slide away. And then, the, and then I remember that there was these, this German couple in their pants were watching the whole thing. And then I realized at the end, uh, nudity wasn't mandatory. I could have just worn whatever. They were just fucking with me. Right. They, they I just, wouldn't recommend it. You wouldn't recommend a Turkish bathhouse? No. Like, I, I find it weird that you guys call underwear here pants. I think yeah. that's like an odd... Underpants. Yeah, I, 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 like, I get the. What do you call them? Just underwear, or yeah. boxes? Like I call like them boxes or underwear. Really? Yeah. These are pants. The German people in their pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I just find it odd because, like, that's a word for, for a full-length garment. Yeah. And you guys have been like in a pants, and I'm just like, yes, what? Jeans, we invented what? English. We yeah. call it what we want. And I think, I think you really take liberties with that. Mm. I would like you to be more respectful of what you've created. Well, look at what Americans do with fanny pack and stuff like that. Fanny, what's your fanny pack? You don't like fanny pack? No, I don't. It's a pack near your fanny. Done. Next. Fanny is their ass, right? Yeah. But it's not the, near the, the We call it a bum ass. bag in Australia. Yeah, again, wrong, because it's not near your ass. You it's around it? the front. What do you call it? A, a bum bag. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the difference between garage and rapping. Well, yes. garage music, it's kind of uh, uplifting, like bassy. Sure. Basically, the garage MC just kind of had to keep the party going and the vibe going. No one was listening to the lyrics. It was just about the general vibe that they were creating. Were they right. entertaining people? Were they keeping people in the party in good spirits? That's about it. They were so, not lyrical people. But so then, kind of like a slightly rappier version of Flavor Flav. Like, is that the idea? Yeah, like all right. Like a hype yeah. man. Yeah, I'll give you that. They're sure. basically a hype man, and they kind of kept the, kept it plugging along nicely. But the rap, so you you were a hype man. Yeah, I tried my thing. Like you, you the enthusiastic. Yeah, I wasn't very good. 
I wasn't it very seems good. like such an unnatural fit. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. For you to be like, but I liked, come on, guys, keep it going one more time, one more time for your MC. But I used to like, um, I just used to like, you know, writing and rapping and sure. being a, being with the lads, doing the a lads. rap, doing a rap with the lads. Was it, was it like a culture, like a rap culture? Were you like part of like yeah, the yeah, scene? Yeah, yeah, it was a the joke. garage scene? No, I wasn't part of the garage scene. I was too, uh, I had no respect. You had no respect? Because I wasn't good and I, you know, I wasn't prolific or anything with garage it was just a bit of fun so yeah i gotcha yeah so then i started writing rap music rap songs and they were pretty bad for a few years <laughs> you know it's like comedy you start off bad and hope that you get yeah, better of course you suck for ages so my early stuff was all terrible yeah and i got that out of my system and then i wrote an album around 2008 right oh well, that's a long time ago yeah yeah geez. it's a good album yeah, is it still available? Still available. What's it called? Mental Disorder. Mental Disorder. Yeah. Okay. And it was, that was the more like, like kind of straight rap? Yeah. It was funny. It had some concept songs and everything. Yeah. Still holds up. That's cool. Yeah. And then I did a few bits and pieces. I mean, I was in a rap group. Still am. But we've separated. It's still in a, a yeah. rap group? Yeah, I'm in a rap group. What was the rap group called? Moose Funk Squad. Moose Funk Squad. Moose yeah still about shout out moose that's cool and yeah. you guys so you still perform as a rapper now yeah 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 i've got a new album coming out i had no idea yeah i thought i thought like you'd kind of transitioned into comedy as opposed to no I, well i kind of did i was doing comedy and hadn't rapped for ages but i like writing i like writing songs and mm. i like the challenge of trying to write songs that are credible and not lame at my age in the game you know sure. what I mean? And that's what the new album is doing. It's it's uh it's not corny. Like if you're of a certain age like I am, you can't be saying the same sort of shit that you did ten years ago. Yeah, it's like when you're a comic, you can't be talking about fingering when you're like thirty five. Exactly. It's just weird. With it's there's lots of similarities with rap and comedy. Like I feel the same about comedy. Like it's if you're in a if you're in a position where you are talking to people on a mic and they're mm -hmm. looking at you and you're in a club trying to make them laugh like if you waste that opportunity talking about rubbish it's kind of just a waste of everyone's time you've got to use it wisely right you, you take that same approach with like rap because yeah, yeah, yeah. rap would be more like let's just make sure they have a good time well you can but there's a lot of people doing that and doing sure. it better than i ever could okay i don't think people would want to listen to me to have a good time necessarily <laughs> but like i what i do i do i'm the only person that does what i do you know, music-wise, which is, I write about dumb shit, I'm funny, I write good lyrics, I have good beats. Right. You know, I've got some good concepts coming up. That's cool. Like on the cassette tape. The cassette tape, that's available, be, Edinburgh Fringe, 2019. Yeah. There's some good concepts on there. There's a, there's a song about sending effective emails, <laughs> which is something close to my heart. Yeah. Uh, there's a song, there's a misogynistic rap about feminism sure there's a couple other tunes i don't want to spoil it for your listeners well don't don't at all but the like, cassette tape is available at the fringe but is it meant to be funny yeah like are people meant to laugh during the show yeah they're meant to laugh at the at, when i do when i do the live rap element on the live shows yeah i try and keep it short and sweet i don't dwell on full songs so i just do the funny parts of songs so there's, there's whole songs that i could have done that aren't necessarily funny so i don't do them but i mean like a live is it like in a live rap show or a live like comedy show yeah both because i mix the two 
In in both. Yeah, when I do an hour, it's a bit of both. And when you do a rap concert, it's a bit of both. Well, it shouldn't be, but yeah, I kind of be funny while I'm talking. I can't help it. Like when I'm with Moose doing a live set, I kind of I can't take the comedian out of me. I kind of embrace what's going on and do crowd work and stuff. That's interesting. And the crowd just go with it? Because I always find... Not comedy, always. Sometimes they're very confused. But yeah, because comedy is like a niche audience. Yeah. Like... I don't know, it's kind of like you really... I think as a comedy audience, you need to kind of know that it's comedy and kind of know what to expect. Like people at their first comedy show tend to be shit audience members. Yeah, Because yeah, they're yeah. a bit self-conscious, they don't realize they have to give. It could just happen to a good audience if they're in a bad room, if it's all lit well and everything. They don't want to yeah. love, like dingy basements and shit. That's it, they just get like a weird vibe and they're wrong. Sometimes people will go to a comedy show for the first time and it'll be so bad they'll never go to another one. I mean, that's, yeah, that's when... That's one of the true tragedies because like you're just like, well, that's that done forever. It's like, no, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. very, this is a very specific instance. Yeah, man. And like sometimes good comedians can have a shocker. You ever been on those shows where it's like the lineup's great and just everyone sticks top to bottom and it's not even like the audience's fault. It's just like the acts are just thrown by like the energy and it's just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I've had a few. I guess, I guess we all just go home. That's why Sofa Sounds is really interesting because like with that, I do treat it as in like they're a room full of people mm-hmm. as opposed to like a comedy audience. Yeah. So I kind of like, I feel like I've got to kind of introduce it more. You do. Cause they're not, we're not introduced as much because yeah. the compas don't speak to the crowd much. You know, you're going into a cold room. Yeah. I haven't had any bad shows with so far. The only bad one I had was just cause it was a very hot room and they were losing focus. Mm. I usually I, have fun at every show. I had one bad one and that's cause they put me on first. Oh yeah, shit, actually, uh, I had one bad one and they put me on first. Yeah, which you can't do. No, it's a music show, everyone wants music. You c- we can be like a little ca- uh, a palate cleanser right, between right, right. the two bands, but we can't be like, oh, here's a person talking for ages before the band. That's why, yeah, no, that fucked me, actually. It was in Brighton. In Brighton? Yeah, it was in Brighton. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a... Sometimes they get these... They get a lot of young people, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then if you get... Too many young people that speak foreign languages. Yes. That's a booking error for old Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, any comedy show, like, you can't just have, like, a bunch of people who barely speak English. It's just not going to work. Correct. Especially if you don't tell us. Like, if you're in Europe and, like, English is everyone's second language, you can be like, hey, maybe I'll slow it down. Maybe I'll enunciate a bit more. Wouldn't help me because I'm a mumbler. You I might are do- a mumbler. Which is interesting with the rapping. Yeah, but there's a lot of mumble rap now, so it's all good. Mumble rap, yeah. That's like definitely something I haven't particularly gotten into. Oh, I love it. Like <laughs> banging. Well, I wanna I wanna talk to you about Jewish stuff now. That's what I wanna do. There we go. Yeah. I gotta wake you up somehow. Uh, am, um, I, am I being lazy? Sorry, I need to Yeah, get your get your head in. Because you you recently written wrote I've got to talk uh, louder. You gotta talk louder? Yeah. That's that's the switch. That's why I never made it in comedy because I'm not very uh, uh, what's the word? Lively, <laughs> lively on uh, interviews and stuff. Really, I yeah. like doing podcasts. I just you know. Well, this I, the thing. You came in here with a lot of enthusiasm, being like, "Hey, I'd really love to do a podcast. I really like doing podcasts." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was yeah. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Talking about nonsense. Yeah. Then you're like, "I want to talk about Rolf Harris for a bit." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> it's, it's, that's fine. That's valid." Okay, let's talk about Jew shit. Yeah. Get into it, the cho- the chosen people. Uh-huh. Um, no, I've been you- asked to do this is like the third podcast talking about it. So 
when they come out and the staggered releases of when the podcast come out, it's going to seem like all I ever fucking do is complain about well, being a jerk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take very different tacks. All right, all right. Fuck that. You know, I don't, I don't need you to be intelligible on Judaism. Well, I've already spoken to a few Jewish people on this podcast. Who you got? I had Adam Bloom. Okay. Alice Fraser. Okay. And there was someone else. I forget. I forget who it was. I've forgotten. Anyway. It's a good quote, um, though. Good quote with Jews. Yeah. Well, well just like, because... Yeah, I think... We, we spoke about this before. After that gig at the comedy store, we both... We both right, we, right, right, both, right, right. Both trialing. Both didn't have the trials we would have liked. Yeah, and yeah. And then went to, that, went to that little members club thing. Right, right, right. You good drop in. Good just drop ever, in. And, yeah, and everyone yeah, yeah. was just like wrecked. And we're just there like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Um, for a Thursday, you've just never seen people so off their face on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were crushing it. Cocaine. Cocaine. Red-faced white people. Um, but yeah. So we're, talk- we're talking about it a little bit then. But you put this article out. That was way before the article. That was way right? before the article. And then you... Like, because there's... Anti-Semitism in the UK is like a thing that's being talked about. Because the Labour Party. Yeah. That's yeah. basically... Because I... Like, it didn't start with the Labour Party, but it was... Uh, the, the whole episode was definitely aggravated by the Labour Party and certain aspects of them and kind of how they've uh, dealt with the situation, yeah. Yeah, because it was like... It was like an internal thing, right? That was then kind of said to the public. Like, it was like... There, was, there wasn't like a kind of mission statement from the Labour Party being like, you know, that was quite negative and received poorly. No, no, no. It was discussions within the party that were then publicised. Well, the, the issue is a lot of people in the Labour Party and left-leaning people, they... Uh, anti-racist or they claim to be anti-racist but there's a bit mm. of a blind spot with um jewish people who are a minority in england and historically have been an oppressed people and had a lot of shit go down yeah there's a bit of a blind spot with left-leaning people because of other issues in the world like the middle east israel palestine so kind of we've been made to feel like we don't matter particularly right you guys don't get to be a part of like the minority like like a push for greater representation. Oh yeah, no one gives a fuck. But that's okay. I don't mind. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not out here trying to say, oh please, rap, rap, be, let me represent. Well, no, I, I don't. Just... I don't give a shit about that. But the issue I have is, first of all, I want to just make people aware of of it. Mm-hmm. Make them see why certain language and certain phrasing is building this uh, sort of dodgy area. Sure. What is there? Like, sorry, just off the top of your head, an example. Of that phrasing? Well, it's like the idea of collective blame. Sure. So, obviously, Israel, uh, they do things that people do not agree with. The government is a right-wing government. They, uh, you know, there's, there's been a lot of things that are not cool. Yeah. Putting it mildly. They've, you know, the, the military behave in a they, certain way that people do not like. Use, some people they do. They use some Australian passports for an assassination. I remember that was a few years ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have done some research. Dude, we, we, I remember. <laughs> I remember. That, that was that was quite yeah that was that was a, that was a weird moment for Australia because we're like oh we got included and stuff oh it's not good okay. yeah so um, what was I saying so collective blame so uh, just to put it mildly the idea that you know a Jewish person is somehow responsible or can defend Israel's actions which right. is ludicrous you know because I don't speak for Israel or the Israeli government but when you talk about experiencing anti-Semitism someone will say well what about Israel right. Now, what about Palestinians? Sure. So, uh, like... I'm neither of those things. So why are you bringing this up now? I'm just talking about basic stuff. 
Yeah, you're just talking. Does about that explain what I'm saying? I think so. I think it's just, very difficult to articulate. No, I, I'm not a political guy. I just don't like hypocrisy. Yeah, no, I and I think that's like a fair point because like it is a left leaning party that's kind of like yeah. against all the discrimination. And, and now it's like, le- Jews fuck don't Israel. Jews aren't welcome in it. Not really. Some of them are, but they get their tokens. You know, they get like sock puppets. <laughs> No, this is serious. People claim to be Jewish in defense of Jeremy Corbyn and all this shit on Twitter, and they're all fake accounts getting thousands of retweets. It's all mad. Really? Yeah, yeah. So just like, There's just a like, Panorama documentary coming out, I believe, next week. Yeah. It's going to blow the lid off it a bit more, and the same people will deny there's a problem. But right. I know there's a problem because I've felt the problem myself personally. You've felt like instances of anti Semitism? of course there's a vibe i had i felt it enough to have to write about it and we mentioned when i put the article out there were a few examples of individuals replying to it in negative ways or Mm. you know throwing in their two cents in sort of ignorant like in ignorant ways and it kind of proved the point because there are people who are happy to just spout off about being Jew, Jewish identity, Jewish history, they can say whatever they want. Mm. And meanwhile, like Jewish people were messaging me in private saying, I'm glad you wrote that. Thank you for writing it. I don't want to speak out. So that's where there's a problem. Sure. You know what I mean? Everyone should be able to feel free to speak out about anything they want Mm. if it's it's of significance to them. And now there's like a, I don't know, it feels like there's an imbalance because everyone else is represented everywhere, but Jewish people don't... No one seems to give a shit. You know, did you know that Adam Bloom was the last guy on Mock the Week who was Jewish? No. In 2008? I mean... There you go. The thing that... Someone told me that today. (laughs) Glad I could get it in. Just squeeze in the fact. Well, no, just like, I find it interesting here with like, in America, I think Jewish people are very prominent. Yeah, and people like Jews in America. They're like... It's a European thing that hasn't gone away. The anti-Semitism is prolific in europe more yeah. than the states you got your american nazis and neo-nazis and shit but, but i mean i yeah it's I a was, different beast over here i'd say i was very i i find it very interesting like culturally here like it seems like jewish people are more integrated in like in america there's kind of like jewish names that you can kind of tell with people and they have like right, their own right, communities right. whereas like here you know like I, I can't like look at a name and be like, that's a Jewish guy. Like it's not as... You need to sort your Judar out. <laughs> you can tell. You're on top of it. But like... like just, just compared to like in America, like, you know, if your last name's like gold, you know what I mean? Like right, these right, kind of European sounding names. And like, in America, like Jews, the, Jews, the stereotypes about Jewish people are still there, but I feel like they're appreciated more in England. It's, we were never... We always had our little communities and our little thing mm. growing up. No one cared. I didn't care. But now, it, I feel like we have to sort of defend ourselves and we're on trial constantly. And I don't want us to be on trial. The people talking shit should be on trial. And that's sure. what I wanted to sort of say by writing the piece. Yeah. because like appeal to common decency. I remember like Matt Lucas from Little Britain retweeted it. Is he a Jewish guy or did he just... Of course he is. Very Jewish. I just... Yeah. I don't know. Like Matt Lucas, man, that's not a particularly Jewish name. No, no, no. Well, like, I think it is. Matthew Lucas, pretty Jewish. Really? Well, I mean... Yeah, maybe. I, I think... But my... Rachel Riley, she's Jewish. I didn't even really know about her till all this happened. Right. She's Jewish. She came out trying to talk about it and the shit people say to her just for trying to make a stand. It's very disturbing. Well, you know? it was funny because we were talking about it 
drunkenly in that um, members club and you were describing it and I was like, that's so like weird. Like I, you know, I, not that I would notice it or anything like that, but then I was at a show here that I was a Jewish comedian on and he made like a joke like where his friend died and he had like pistachio or something and then like he grabbed them like off the corpse or whatever and then the guy this guy in the front row at a like full comedy show just goes out loud typical jew no way (laughs) and i was just there like the fuck was that like and no one did anything really like the comedian kind of handled it who was the comedian? I'm not, not going to say just because it's his story. I don't want to hijack it. Do I know them? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. very oh, prominent. Okay. Was it recent? Yeah, this is like a few months ago. Yeah, man. Um, All right. So, but no one in the crowd was like, you can't say that, boo. Like, nothing like that. Yeah, it's fine. It's but normalized. Like, the security, security guard wasn't like, hey, maybe the guy yeah. saying typical Jew to the Jewish comedian should not be in the room anymore. Like, it was just... Like it's all like no- not like like he just kind of been like not funny like it's that was like the equivalent normalized. I grew up with people making Jew jokes my whole life from from old friends, new friends, work colleagues. Everyone feels like it's okay to make Jewish jibes and everything. And to be honest, I never really gave a shit growing up. I'm mm. sure any other sort of minority has experienced other things where they just get used to it and they don't really care. If you want to make a big deal out of it every time, it's going to be exhausting. Mm. I never gave a shit. The issue now is it's got to the point where the people who are ignorant and are kind of perpetuating dangerous fallacies, they mm. are now getting too loud for it to be bearable. They're, it's like kind of like when you're at a gig and you can hear someone talking, murmuring, mm. and you can't address it because when you address it, you're going to look like, look like an asshole, right? But eventually they get so loud that if you don't address it, it's going to throw the whole gig. Yeah, absolutely right. Because right? the audience are now hearing it right. and they're being like, can, they, can someone shut that guy up? Exactly. Whereas so that's it's just why, you, you seem like a lunatic. Right. So that's why I'm trying to just make people a bit more aware of it. But I feel like it's, it's not in a good spot, you know. And like, like I said, growing up, no one gave a shit was Jewish, but we still had... You know, security teams around the synagogues 24 hours a day. Even really? grand as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Just like, what, like armed? We I mean, don't have guns in England, but they were handy. <laughs> but, you know, it's they just were because. Not to be crossed. Because people don't like Jews. I don't know why. I don't so know what we did. Did you go to like a Jewish school? I didn't go to a Jewish school. I went to a synagogue school whenever on the weekends. Right. For my old. But mitzvah. Okay, good. That's fucking boring. Got mitzvah? I got the mitzvah. Did you have a rapper at the bar mitzvah? No rapper. Oh, jeez. What was the entertainment? Anything? I can't remember. Probably had a band. Probably had a band? Okay. Yeah, man. But yeah, my synagogue was guarded. It's quite, you know, it's just commonplace, normal. Mm. I know um, one of the the dudes I started comedy with in Sydney was a Jewish guy and they always have a security guard at their school. Yeah. Over that, and he's like got a got a gun. I'm pretty sure. Um, Maybe, and that's like that's like a very small school. Like this is like mm. twenty people per year kind of thing. Like, and yeah, and like I feel it. Like I'm not religious. I'm a cultural Jew. Mm. I know people that are religious, and I you know I think people's identity is important to everybody. You should be proud of what you've come from or who you are. Yeah, but it, with being Jewish in England, there was all, I've always been. You don't want to make it too noticeable for people. I have felt that. 
Because you don't know who is about. But now, because of this shit that's going on, you definitely don't want to. So I was very reluctant to do the article. I don't really want to... I never wanted to be a political guy talking about that kind of shit, but... Yeah, you don't want to be a mouthpiece for something. Nah, not which, at all. Which is not a nice thing, no like, way. regardless of the issue. Nah, it's not. I don't think anybody wants to be, like, the face of, like, a, a complicated thing. Mostly because I don't have the answers. Yeah. I never would want to say I have the answers, and I don't want to point the finger at people i don't want to be like that i'm trying to be a positive person i don't i don't like negative shit yeah but it's a negative atmosphere and the the hardest thing to take about is people that they just don't acknowledge it they say it's it's made up it's irrelevant it's not happening so it just adds fuel to the fire so people just said to you like this you're being ridiculous yeah None of, of course happening. of course right but it's, ve- it's very complex like you know i mean i, I just think in america there's like a connotation of Jewish people of like success yeah. and like they're kind of like culturally kind of you know the, the comedy industry obviously has always been heavily Jewish so like I think within comedy like people make fun of like Jewish people like a nuanced way not like not like not like a Jew joke for it's example, fi- like it's fine to make, uh, but like here, fun just, of Jews. I don't mind. They're not really referenced here, like <laughs> because it's, they're not a, they're not acknowledged or appreciated in the same way, right? So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if if this was a situation developing in America, it would be handled a lot better. I reckon in England, because Jews, because of the stereotypes about Jews about being successful, powerful, mm. you know, rich. So when this thing has been happening, a lot of people have been thinking, what? Privileged Jews piping up. Fuck off. Right. Do me a fucking favor. Wait, what, so about, th- what about the real issues in England? What about X and Y? And, well, because, do you think it's because you are a smaller percentage of the population here? Like, yeah, is that, absolutely. Is that because, the main factor? Well, we are a small, tiny percentage. And now with this labor thing, the mm. way it's been handled has been so bad and whether or not there are true anti-Semites in the low point is irrelevant because it's been handled so badly at this point, it doesn't even matter. Mm. But now, because Jews are such a tiny minority, my feeling is people, it's not even in their interest to make it right because we're just such a tiny percentage of votes anyway. Who gives a shit? Right. But the reality is Jews, I don't see Jews voting for like a Labour Party for a generation until it's sorted out because it's, and it's a fucking shame because I'm a left-leaning guy. I would want to vote for Labour. Yeah, right? but there's just this clear issue that you're like, well, we can't be condoning it, that. I don't want to just shit on Labour either because it's not a Labour-centric thing. It's now spread out to other people. It's, a, it's just uh, a nuanced kind of issue that some people have with Jews, Jewishness, Israel, Palestine. They kind of put it all together as one thing. Sure. And I don't see it as They don't, they don't see any thing. nuance. Well, they don't see any nuance. It's no, just no. like Israel. Israel is the Jewish state, therefore Jewish people are responsible. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. No, sorry. I just, I just remember the um, the third Jewish person I had on the podcast, Simon Brocken. Oh yeah, he's obviously true. most famous is Lee Nelson. Right, 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 right. And like, I don't think at any point would have been like, oh, I'm Jewish by the way. Whereas like in America, I think that mm. would be part of his public persona. Well, I've tried to make it part of mine, but no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's not marketable. No one gives a fuck. Right. So Which not... is, I find it kind of funny. That's Good. what, like, because everyone's pushing different types of people, different voices. And sure. No one gives a fuck about a Jewish voice. Who cares? That's interesting. So there's no, like, there's no kind of, like, Jewish community, like, 
kind of Jewish gigs? Like there were there were Jewish gigs and Jewish community, but this is what's hilarious. Like for people that have, that have wield so much influence and power, they're all fucking shambolic operation terrible <laughs> rubbish like fuck man i was interviewed by a jewish publication for my fringe run my friend run this year i haven't heard anything from it i remember a guy was going to review me for some jewish newspaper at one of the fringes asked for a free ticket didn't see shit like these guys are fucking they're they're, they're amateurs so what you're saying is unequivocally they do not control the media well, whatever media they control, they do it ineffectually <laughs> because I have not seen any coverage on what I do. Well, that, that was like, before I had you on, I was like thinking about all this stuff. Do you have any explanation as to why so many conspiracy theories come but, back to Judaism somehow? Yeah, of course. Like, it's, no, but it's, it's just weird. No, it makes perfect sense. But like why like, i would love to kind of hear that perspective because well, I, I just i just like people tie like 9 11 to judaism yeah like like the media stuff obviously like like the whole is hollow earth is that jewish as well yeah, no yeah probably fucking did that as well yeah like but you know what i mean of it's course. like all these things that just seem to have nothing to do with jewish people they're just kind of like you know who's really behind it though yeah, yeah. well i haven't i need to be re-familiarize myself with some of these things but i guess yeah. the reason why a lot of it comes back to that is first of all it's just a misunderstanding about jews in society and a lot of people who perpetuate myths and conspiracy theories about jewish people they don't know any right it's just this idea that they have sure all right you know the jews blah 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 a lot of people who are kind of anti-semitic or racist they live in areas where they don't even meet people of color or jewish people they just have them in their imagination this mm. It's kind of like how people are Islamophobic when they don't know any Muslims. They just like want to they want to stay in their white area and are fearful of these Muslim no go zones that don't exist. Yeah, but they do in their mind, right? It's a similar thing with Jewish people. You do enough reading and you watch enough crazy YouTube videos, and you'll be like, ah, oh, the Jews—they're responsible for all this shit. <laughs> That's how it starts. But then historically, Jewish people kind of got into a few scrapes because of how the religion manifested in the things that they did. It used to piss people off in a certain way. You know, they, I can't remember what it was. I think I might be wrong on this, but like Christians weren't certain times they weren't allowed to have jobs involving money. So Jews were money lenders or something. Oh, uh, Judaism is the only religion where you can charge interest. Is it? Yeah. Other religions you can't. That's why they always did the banks. Cause really? they're the only ones who could make it profitable. It feels like a joke. No, no, like <laughs> I, look, I, I swear that's You're true. You're doing a fucking bit. Yeah, I know. Oh. I, I, I swear. I know. Like now, you made me fucking question everything. But no, I. No, I can't remember it exactly. But something, something like that. And that, then, that is genuinely my understanding. It was like in the other religions, yeah. like it was against the religion too. But whatever it is, yeah. it, what it resulted in from you know medieval times. Well, basically, actually, fuck that. It goes back to Jesus and Christianity mm. and Jesus being killed by Jews. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah 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 and then so what, it, <laughs> what it does is it kind of uh it created them as a scapegoat sure from, from all that time ago and this it can just sort of perpetuate in different ways as time goes on because they've always had that sort of scapegoating from back then mm. so it would then manifest in other ways so in medieval times they would poison kids with fucking they're after child blood and that myth would start and it's never forgotten it just kind of re-emerges as time goes on Poisoning so when for child blood yeah they eat blood of babies and put you, blood you in. guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. that one uh what other shit that's all right and then um 
So that so nine eleven was done by the Jews because uh, it would have been a banking financial thing, or to create a war in the Middle East that the Zionist overlords can sort of keep an eye on and control. Sure, it all fits a narrative of this elusive, hidden sort of powerful conspiratorial thing. Because it seems like the narrative is that you guys have controlled history. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. Jesus, so like anything that happens, we're not in doing history, a fucking good job of it, are no, we? But like everything that happens in history, you must be responsible for. Yeah, I like, wish I was involved in all that conspiracy. I mean, yeah, if you are controlling history, you're being very hard on yourselves, like because mm. like there'd probably be what no greater like kind of more consistently persecuted people. Yeah, but then like, again, that's all. If you read the right nutty things, that's all a hoax. That what never happened. Or the numbers yeah. are exaggerated. It's a very deep and complex, complicated series of uh, kind of bollocks. Yeah. No, I just, I just. Um... But essentially, it, I think a large factor of it is scapegoating, which I understand because life is horrible, and you want someone to blame when things are fucking bad. But... It's very convenient to say, "Ah, oh, Jews probably had a hand in that." Jewish people do this. I get it. I mean, I think that's the beauty of any conspiracy theory. It's quite elegant. Yeah. As an explanation. Right. As opposed to being like, life is chaos, we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, no, no, no. It's like six Jewish people, they kind of chose all this and they'll choose something else. For sure. The and next time. It makes it, it's, it's a good fit, you know, it mm. makes sense. I mean, it, it's just funny the way that you're saying um, that you've here kind of been like, no, I am Jewish and I try to embrace that uh, professionally. But like and when I when no I say effect. that, by the way, like I'm not religious, and if anything, it's society around me that has made me want to embrace it more because they are trying to dictate what being Jewish <laughs> is in England and what anti-Semitism is in England. When I know what it is, right? Because I am Jewish and I've felt things, and I know I'm around a lot of Jewish people. I understand it. So when someone else is trying to tell me and police me and like mm. my lot, I'm like, nah, you're a fucking dick. <laughs> so that has made me more Jewish. Society is more obsessed with me being Jewish than I am, particularly in England. Yeah, and especially at the moment. Or is right, right, right. Yeah, especially like, when you talk up about it. Yeah. That's it. So, like, in in your kind of like friendship circle, like, are there a lot of Jewish people, or is it? Yeah, I got I with a couple of Jews last night. A couple of Jews planning some shit. Oh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I can check your newspapers, everybody. It'll happen. I got I got a few Jew friends. Yeah, people I grew up with back in the day. Families of Jews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, North London. There's a little Jewish Jew, I, I Jew, that. Jew North, boy's own. What is it? It's North London, Leeds, Manchester, Manchester, and that's it, pretty much. I'm sure there's a few dotted around. Sometimes I meet Scottish Jews, which is always fun. Scottish Jews. Yeah, that's cool. It is cool. Were they like they get about? Wearing like kilts and a yarmulke same time, being like we're fucking so. everything, bro. I hope so. I would love like what's what's the sit sit? What's that one? The, fucking weird hair. The hair down from the. I don't like that. That's depressing. I don't Is that like Hasidic that. only? Yeah. I okay. So. I mean, you wouldn't get a casual Jew doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm culturally Jewish. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, it, it's funny because like, I don't know. I think I grew up culturally far more american than british like in australia we kind of have one of the two yeah and so in my head judaism is like fine obviously but then like also something you can kind of joke about in quite a light-hearted way whereas like here it seems like it's a little bit more insidious yeah like the the response to it like the kind of jokes like the the 
portrayal mm-hmm. of Jewish people, I guess. Like, Jewish America is kind of like, yeah, like, you know, like agents in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Like, the difference, I think, with America yeah. and British is, is America, uh, they celebrate the Jewish lot a lot more. So I think that gives them license to make funny, like, funny jokes and make the jibes. Same, same way they do with, like, uh, with black comedy over there as well. Right. You think they it's do- more celebrated... Well, yeah, I think because it's because it's inclusive and they kind of they mm. got a mixed bag of people. I don't know, but in England there is no Jewish comedy scene. Well, that's yeah, because I, I guess in America, well, I'm advocating for one either. By the way, I'm just observing it. I guess, I guess in America, say you see like a Jewish character on TV, like portrayed a certain way. Why, why, think, why, why? <laughs> hey, Seinfeld is not like that, all right? <laughs> Because um, that was, um, I remember the notes for Seinfeld when they first came out with it, like, too New York, too Jewish. That was what the really, network really. said. Um, but I just, I just feel like in America, if I'm watching a Jewish person be made fun of, like South Park, for example, yeah. where they love making fun of Jewish people. Oh, they there's do. A, there's a Jewish person in the writing room. Like, one of the creators is Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's true. So, they made some great Jew jokes. Probably. Did you ever see the South Park episode called Cancelled? With the Jewish aliens. No. It's my favorite South Park episode ever. And it's so anti-Semitic. <laughs> but it's so fucking funny. Yeah. They go, Earth is a reality show that gets cancelled. Right. And so the kids are in d- deep space trying to find the uh, TV commissioners of the galaxy to sort of get it recommissioned. And the TV commissioners are these Jewish aliens. <laughs> And they fucking they like they like have huge noses, Jewish fucking aliens with huge noses, and they do all this Jew stuff, but it's like in an alien world. So they right. say, "You earthlings want to go to a heckma bar?" And it's like a titty bar. And they say, "Hey, you kids ever try any blah?" <laughs> fucking alien coke. Fucking hilarious. Bro. No one seems to have seen it. Go and watch South Park cancelled. Yeah, I mean that, but that, that's you know that kind of episode. Yeah, it's like a Jewish person in the writer's room. It's kind of like anti-Semitic to a point. Like, you know, it somehow that just seems better. But like with with jokes that are anti-Semitic, I don't mind shit like that because I I, I uh, hope there's in good faith and people can just laugh at dumb shit that we all do and that, that's part of society. It's just with people who kind of have dangerous viewpoints that what, what about, ruin what, it for the rest of us. What about... For a joke, stealing something off your mate's dead body and then someone at the front being like, you know what's okay to say out loud to 300 strangers? Typical Jew. Yeah, that's not good. That's like... It was a bit too comfortable. That That's kind of insane to me. Mm. Like, I was, yeah, very taken aback by that. So you heard that yourself, yeah? Yeah, I was in the room. I was like, just watching to the side. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is... That's not acceptable. It's not cool. And mm. I'm not saying that the current situation has uh caused it but i'm saying that now because of this discussion and because it hasn't reached a decent conclusion mm. i'd say people kind of more than ever like uh unfazed by that shit it's seen as a non-issue and it should be respected like mm. <laughs> no so one no one should have to do a no one should have to do a set and accept that someone's going to say typical jew yeah as a possibility <laughs> just kind of right. i got my heckle comeback for typical jew and like I've said on stage, I've been called a year 
and start like heckled in what, that sort of way a few so times. What is the genesis of Yid? I think it's because like that's something I find. Weird. I've heard a few people had that yelled at them, like yeah. Andrea Hubert as well. Actually, right, I remember right. she told me about that. I don't even know where it originates from, but I know that currently it's used by Tottenham, the football team. Yeah. I don't know anything about football. I don't like football. And I get that Tottenham are a year army and everything, but I'm just a guy doing dick jokes on stage. I don't have anything to do with football or anything. Don't shout yid at me. Is, is that because, like, Tottenham fans were Jewish? It's like, a North London club. Okay. So a lot of Jewish support. But, like, is, is Yiddish, like, he's calling someone a year, like, short for Yiddish, and a slur? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just, I've never, that, that's not yelled in any other country. No, no, no. Like, that's like nonce, you know? You guys have just... Creative over here. You guys have owned it. You've well, America has language. kike. We don't have kike here very much. You don't have kike here? No, no one says kike. Really? As a, as a slur in England, no. It's an American. Very much American. Interesting. That's a good one, kike. <laughs> it's a good slur? It sounds nasty, kike. It does, yeah. Actually, it's... I like the part in American uh, History X. Right. calls him kike. Yeah, 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 yeah. American History X, man, that was... Good flick. Good film. He made a great Nazi. Uh, Edward Norton. Yeah. Very convincing. I love that, that the fat guy Nazi. I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think That's it's always film. always a shame when you got like a bunch of racists. They're not just like a really kind of goofy fat guy. Yeah. To be like yeah 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 no that like some of them are dangerous. They're just fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of wind the scene down a little bit. Hmm. So no 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 they're not all like paramilitary people. Like some of them are just fat idiots. Yeah. Um, I think Watch it's a very that. fair representation. But no, just, um, sorry, just, I was thinking about the name thing. Cause like, yeah, I definitely like, I, I don't think here I would hear a name and think like anyone is like Jewish. Mm. Like, except actually Adam Bloom, I was like, I'm pretty sure like yeah. based off the name, but just like, I just find it funny when you're saying that you are just kind of embracing the Judaism more, um, uh, on stage, I guess. And it's like Whoopi Goldberg. I just thought of that because she obviously changed the name. Oh Yeah. Because, do, do you know the story? she changed Whoopi? No, no, her last name isn't Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi's a good name. Whoopi, yeah, because apparently she's to fart a lot. <laughs> and that's like a Whoopi question. So Whoopi, yeah. true? Yeah, because I, I was like, I swear she changed it to get ahead in the business, but I wanted to yeah, yeah. I wanted to go into it. Because Jamie Foxx was the same. Jamie Foxx changed his name to Jamie Foxx. From? Uh, I don't know his actual name. But it's because it's androgynous. Jonathan Leibowitz. <laughs> well, no, Jamie Foxx, because it's androgynous, and they were trying to book... Mm. more female acts so he was like if I'm called Jamie Foxx like maybe they'll book me thinking I'm a woman fuck man that's right <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get ahead gotta hustle but no Whoopi Goldberg she said yeah because Goldberg is a Jewish sounding name that'll probably help my career brilliant but like here you know I, you know if you were like Joe Goldberg I don't know <laughs> I don't know if you was, don't know if you play in the store every weekend you know you know I wouldn't I think it would just hinder you it's kind of like I guess when people if you have a really, really African name or something, right? They turn promoters off immediately. You know how like some people change their name in England for when applying for jobs, like Muslim people with very Muslim sounding names. Yeah, might do that. It's a pretty similar thing. Just a homogeny. Yeah. Homogenize as best you can. I'm trying to think of a, how Jewy a name I'd have to have to never get booked, but I'm sure it, can, <laughs> I'm sure it would exist. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I know because in America they do change them, but like, because like, what is it? I remember when uh, Charlie Sheen was going crazy. Remember that? Was that a simpler world? Yeah, man. Where Charlie Sheen was just going Tiger mental, world. and he was like, "I tell you about Heim Levine." Yeah, you guys might know him as Chuck Law, but it's Heim Heim Levine. I don't remember that. Oh, that was part of it. Yeah, yeah, because like he was going against the guy who made Two and a Half Men. 
Uh, that was the creator. Right, right, right. The same guy does. He was going crazy because he had AIDS. Yeah. Was it HIV? HIV. HIV. Yeah. I don't think he's got full blown. I think he's like Magic Johnson, you know, just sitting on the HIV. That was far out, man. But that was that. That was fun, man. That was like what? That's the last really great celebrity breakdown, I think. There'll be others. There'll definitely be them, but that was like the last one. Hopefully, Rolf will come out the woodwork for something. I think he's still got a bit more juice in the game. Really? You think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna start and end this thing on Rolf Harris? Yeah. Gonna be like, I want to I want to give it a nice little symmetry. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to hear more from Joe Jacobs? Uh, go on my website, joejacobs.website, or follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Is it actually joejacobs.website? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. At Jester Jacobs on social media. Cool. Buy my cassette. Buy a cassette at Edinburgh Fringe. When's your mm. Edinburgh Fringe show? A lot of these people be at Edinburgh. My Edinburgh Fringe show is first to the 25th. Mm-hmm. I think it's the 25th. First to the 25th, 4 p.m. Up the road. Room. Just fuck. I need to get better at saying it. Yeah, come it's on. The... Give, it, give it one more go. You come and see this. Grimefulness at the caves. 4 p.m. First to the 25th of August. Not the fucking 12th. Not the 12th. Not the 12th. Taking the 12th off. Yeah. Having a day. Contractually obliged. I'm, I'm on at the same time, 4 p.m. Really? We'll never see each other. Ah, well, we'll get a beer. We will. All right. Uh, the way we end the podcast, you say cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Fucking nailed it. Joe Jacobs, good chatting to you. Thank you. All right, that was an interesting chat uh, with Joe. Definitely nonce heavy. <laughs> I, I like that after the podcast, it was like, yeah, I, I don't really know why I talked about nonces that much. But hey, you know, we're, we're here now and why not move forward with it? The one thing I was going to say is nonce. I, I said that only in the UK, uh, pedophiles referred to as nonces. I never really understood the origin of that. So I thought, hey, maybe I'll look it up. Maybe there'll be something here. And guess what? It's an acronym. It's an acronym from prison. Not stands for not of normal criminal element. So it's like they're not part of the general criminal element in terms of murder, rape, I guess. These are your garden variety crimes, burglary. Uh, they're, They're a nonce because they're separate. And I think there's also... Um, a connotation where they don't they don't get to exercise at the same time as the other prisoners because as any other law and order fan such as myself will know uh, pedophiles do not have a good time in prison uh, they are looked down upon quite a bit by the other inmates anyway that's what non stands for and I mentioned in Australia we call them rock spiders which you know is another Australian dedication to freaking you guys out about how many spiders there are in Australia but I actually had no idea where that came from either. And by God, is it gross. Strap in. So it's derived from the energy that a pedophile, like a rock spider, is always getting into little cracks. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I'm sorry about that. But that is the answer that I had found. Uh, it's on Urban Dictionary. So, you know, it's pretty much true. I will check with a fellow Australian at some point. But by God, I don't want to say that sentence ever again. All right. Thank you for listening for another week uh, on the Union Jack Off. I love you, Jerk Offs. You're doing great. Uh, please get around us on Twitter 
at the Union Jack Off. You can uh, email the Union Jack Off at gmail.com. Or you can check out my comedy special still streaming on Amazon Prime, Daniel Muggleton. Let's never hang out. It's free. If you got Amazon Prime, you can check it out. And if you do, please get in touch. Say if you liked it, you didn't like it, leave a review, all that good stuff. All right. This has been a big app. It's been a long app. I love you, and I'll catch you next week. Cheers, mates. Have a good one.